Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you, my friend? How are you, my friend? Welcome. This is the Breakfast with Champions podcast, one of the most unique, amazing, and powerful podcasts you'll ever come across in your entire life. Listen, we bring you motivation, education, and inspiration, and ultimately give you an opportunity to get a seat at the table, to hang out with some of those that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. What makes this podcast so unique and incredible is we have over a hundred different thought leaders that are constantly delivering amazing, over-the-top, powerful, and impactful content in bite-sized nuggets that you can absorb, take action on, and implement in your life. So with that said, make sure you filter through. There's going to be some of these thought leaders, these experts in their industries that you're ultimately gonna connect with. You're gonna totally, totally resonate. It's gonna totally be your vibe. And then there's gonna be other ones that you're gonna be like, eh, you know what? I like them, but I don't know if I love them. And that's what's great about Breakfast with Champions is we have something for everyone. So make sure you sift through, find the ones that you love, and know that they'll be coming back every single week to be able to deliver to you the motivation and education and inspiration that you need. With that said, my name is Glenn Lundy. I am your host. Super excited to connect with you. And let's kick off today's episode of Breakfast with Champions. Miss Jude Jernud. Jude Jernud is someone that's been in the second largest TV network in the market, excuse me, in the entire nation. She's interviewed people like Oprah Winfrey, Regis Philbin, Larry King, Barbara Walters, Phil Jackson, Tom Cruise, Meg Whitman, to name many, many more. And she has been absolutely transforming people's lives through the work that she now has as a coach, both a business coach and an on-air screen coach. Jude, take it away, my sister. Well, first of all, since it is Thursday, transformation, transformational Thursday, you've been going through some major transformations. I've had the opportunity, and you didn't add this to that roster that you were talking about, Alexander Gonzalez. I've also interviewed you, Alexander, which was a great thrill. But you've been, I want to just congratulate you on your transformation. You, 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 if anyone hasn't seen his newest pics with hair and his weight loss, and uh, well, you've always had hair, but this new haircut, uh, new style, uh, and his, his magnificent weight loss and all the things that he is accomplishing for himself, his family, his clients. So thank you, Alexander, for being with us. And, and yes, we are going to have a great session with Shanae Moray, and I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly. You can correct me, Shanae. Now, Shanae, like everyone, has a wonderful story, and we could spend hours just talking about her story, what she's accomplished in her life, where she's been, where she's going. But today, since we promised you LinkedIn, we're going to con concentrate on her LinkedIn story. And Shanae has over a million followers, and I don't even know the last count. I know I added myself to be one more, whatever that number is. But what's phenomenal is how quickly she grew this in just a little over two and a half years. And I want to start, Shanae, with your, with your LinkedIn journey, because you did not have this massive following. Your life was totally different about two and a half years ago. So can you just take us on a, on a quick story to where you were with your life, with your social media, before your LinkedIn, where you really launched into LinkedIn and, and took it to the moon. So can you start there? And so and welcome and so happy you're with us today, Shanae. Thanks, Jude, and, and happy to be here, of course. Yeah, so I really got um, on LinkedIn because 
my daughter got sick in about July 2018, and I had to uh, take about like 14 days off work, given an ultimatum. Long story short, I just left, you know, I quit the job, and I needed to make money, and I wanted her to be able to be home with me. So I was like, let me try to see if I could do some freelance writing projects or just, you know, freelance marketing projects from home so that she could stay home with me. And when I did that research, I found out about LinkedIn and I started prospecting like most people do, <laughs> uh, connecting and, and just DMing. But it wasn't really until uh, November of 2018 that I started posting content and it was just a game changer for me. I went from, you know, charging a couple hundred bucks for projects to retaining clients at $5,000, which for me at the time was like huge. Um, and then building an agency, a healthcare marketing agency, just through the traction that I was getting with the content. And then um, Growth Academy launched at the beginning of the pandemic. So that's kind of how it started. It kind of happened by accident. Well, you know, that's that's happens a lot of times with success stories, by the way. Uh, it started out one direction and something took you another direction. And, and wow, look what happened. So let me ask you this. You know, people will always say when they look at your following, like how many people are following you? And they say, oh, wow, how can I get over a million followers? And I'm not I'm not sure that's the question. My, my question would be, yes, we'd all like to have that. But what are the specifics that you think can have, help someone with their content, congruency, what, whatever your st strategies are? Where do you think people should start and how should we be looking at it? Yeah, so I think that that wouldn't be the right question. I think that the right question should be like, how can I become a leader that a million people want to give their time to every single day, engage with, and then potentially, you know, join their movement or whatever but it really it happens slowly like anything you know it's like brick by brick by brick a day by day like for nine months i posted i only got to thirty-five thousand followers the next nine months i got to three hundred thousand, and then the next nine months i broke a million so wow. it's really like that compound effect and i just think that people quit way too soon they want to post for a week, for a month, and they don't get like these breakthrough results. And actually there was this analyst on LinkedIn and I guess he had free time. So, so he did like a whole analysis of top LinkedIn influencers. And it actually took me like 122 posts to have my first breakthrough. And a lot of the other averages were like 46 posts, 57. Mine was actually the highest. So I actually took the longest to have even my first breakthrough. So for me, it wasn't that my content was necessarily better, more professionally done. It was just that I was obsessed with learning about what my network wanted to see more of. Okay, now that's a good point. What were you, and that's why I like the idea, it's, it's, you were, I know, a content creator. And what kind of content were you posting in those early days? That, that helped build your community that wanted to hear from you? Yeah, so I think that the timing and the platform definitely helped me because uh, I was different than what people on LinkedIn were used to seeing. People on LinkedIn show up, they show up very inauthentically, they kind of show up like a robot and they feel like they have to be someone else just to be on LinkedIn. 
And I didn't really understand that culture. You know, I'm going into things blind. So I guess my naivete uh, worked towards my uh, success because I wasn't really aware of that stigma. And so I just showed up like myself. Like my first video was just telling my network how to pronounce my name, Shanae. And then my second video was kind of sharing a little bit about my cancer story. But all in all, I would just share daily. So I was more consistent and I was like, authentic in the fact that if I was in a blazer, I'd just do a video in a blazer. If I was in workout clothes with my toddler, I'd have a messy bun. And that was kind of really um, not seen on LinkedIn. You know, that's interesting because I do want to ask you about that, about how much personal and how much business. But before I go to that question, I just want to make a comment on something Shanae said. And I think, I mean, I'm, I'm saying this from a television person and from interviewing people and being in front of TV cameras. People really want to see you. And I know today we hear a lot about transparency, authenticity, but it, it goes way, way, way back. I mean, when you start to look at all the greats on television, Regis was different from, from um, Larry King. Larry King was different from Oprah. Oprah was different from Barbara Walters. You know, these were all legends in, in the TV talk business and news business. So I, I think that having your voice is what I'm hearing you say, Shanae, that voice that is unique onto you, your voice, that's what people want to see. But how much on LinkedIn do we go with, do we show, well, first of all, I'd like to ask you how often you post. That's one question. And then how much do we want to see personal business, personal business? Yeah, so both great questions. Uh, I, I believe you should post daily. And especially with um, the immense opportunity that people have on LinkedIn, there's almost 800 million people on the platform. And only 1% of those actually post weekly let alone daily, let alone video content, let alone live streaming. So um, your competitive advantage could be that you're on the platform and your competitor's not, or you're actually leveraging it and they're not. Um, the other question, like how personal should it be? I really like to, again, like I'm obsessed with my audience. So I, I help a lot of entrepreneurs and stuff and I know kind of how their timing goes. So what I post on a Monday to motivate them for the week, you know, could be more business related or mindset related. But let's say, you know, on a Friday, midday, I probably know that they're winding down, wanting to spend time with family. So that post may be more personal. I really do it based on time because who someone is on a Monday morning and their mindset is different than who they are on a Friday evening. And I think that just becoming obsessed with knowing your audience at that level is essential. That's that's a great tip for everybody, I think, and uh, for all of us, and because I think that's a quandary. One of the other questions is that now you have this this huge, phenomenal, rapid growth, uh, which I think is just an, an incredible story for LinkedIn, uh, LinkedIn story. But what? How, how do you? How did that lead to business opportunities for you? And and how long did it take for that to happen for you before you you saw business people reaching out to you? Uh, how often did you see, how long did it take for that to happen for you? And what kind of uh, monetization was that? I don't mean by specific figures, but I mean. No, yeah, I get it. That's a great question. Actually, it happened quickly. So when I first started creating content on LinkedIn in, in late 2018, I told myself the reason why I started creating content was because I didn't like cold calling. I didn't like, <laughs> I didn't like cold calling and cold DMing. It was like so much work. And when I would get on the phone with people, they, I felt like I was bothering them. It just, it didn't feel good to do business that way. So 
I was like, let me try content. And that's the only reason why I tried it. And I was like, if it makes a difference, uh, I'll continue to do it. And so I did it for 30 days and I saw the shift. Like people started to reach out to me instead of me always having to chase them. And actually within six weeks is when I got that first $5,000 retainer, which was huge. So once I saw that, like I'm a person that follows results. I was like, oh, well, this works. So I doubled down on content really quickly. Wow, that's a, that's an incredible story. And I, I just love, you know, one thing about you, Sinead, that one of the reasons I wanted to interview you, yes, I, I wanted to know more about LinkedIn, and I know that it's a platform we all need to know more about, and it would serve, uh, you know, the, the Clubhouse audience and listeners and mods and all of us. But I also like, you have a lot of authenticity in your voice. I don't know if you're aware of that or not. Has anyone ever told you that? Yeah, I, I keep it, they say I keep it too real. <laughs> I don't think there's any such thing as too real, you know. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm going to go back to to Larry. You know, Larry King died last year, or I guess earlier this year, and it was it was it was uh, hard because you know I know Larry and interviewed him a few times, and but I always loved. This is a clue for everybody, by the way, a tip. Larry King, Regis Philbin, and 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 Barbara Wall. Well, actually, all, all four of them, Oprah Winfrey. They all were off stage who they were on stage or off camera who they were on camera. And I find that just that that to me is is staying power along with star power. But anyway, I want to go back to my next question on monetization and say congratulations to you. So I think for everybody who's wondering if they're just spinning their wheels, uh, no, because Shanae was was congruent, and you're hearing that. And and what kind of with with your frequency, what kind of of uh, post do you recommend that people can share? I know I've heard a lot that you can build your audience quicker on 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 uh, on face i mean on linkedin if they're if people are also reading your content liking it but also sharing it can you talk about that um sharing it how other people sharing yeah. your posts no yeah if someone reads something that you post then they share it with their audience and then that opens up yeah the audience. yeah so could you talk about the kind of post that you see gets gets shared frequently emotional emotional uh, all the way um that's also a big myth about LinkedIn is like, Hey, I have to get on LinkedIn. I have to be, you know, the one that knows everything. I'm going to get on here and talk about marketing analytics and all that stuff. And like, <laughs> I tell people, people don't turn into like LinkedIn is prime when they get on the platform, right? They're still emotional human beings and they're going to react to more emotional posts every single time. Those are the ones that go viral. And obviously it's posts that, reflect their morals and values because people share what makes them look good too right what makes them uh what reflects their character so like when i share the story of my daughter and how i got started on linkedin a lot of people share that because maybe they have a similar story and then they'll add their two cents like in the post so always always keep in mind like i'm again obsessed with my audience what is gonna not just emotionally resonate with them but what is going to make them look good to their network? Is there a line that we could all cross where we would get too personal uh, on LinkedIn? Because a lot of people, I mean, I've heard one say, someone say an analogy who works on, who's, who coaches on LinkedIn. And he said, I see Facebook as my living room and, and LinkedIn as my office. Can we get too personal on, on LinkedIn? I don't know. That's a question. Um, I don't. I, I think as long as you're you're coming from a positive place um, and a real place, I don't think so. I mean, there there are people um, 
who share, like I, I was scrolling the other day and one of the posts that's going viral is a gentleman who shared that his teenage daughter just tried to commit suicide. But it's the way you share something like that. You know what I mean? Like he, they're helping her. It was a lesson to him as an entrepreneur. So I think that whatever, you, number one, you feel comfortable with, and then number two, don't try to victimize yourself in whatever you're sharing, right? Um, yes, that's I, important. I get that because you don't want people to think you're there for therapy. Exactly. That, that's not really the place. Okay, now another question, and I just want to open it up to some of our mods on stage um, and your partner if she'd like to make any contribution here, uh, Court, uh, Courtney. And But the question too is that with, with LinkedIn, uh, there are a lot of coaches, as you know, Shanae, on Clubhouse. So, so for those of us who are in coaching, I work with the C-suite, coaching them when they're, you know, transformational leadership, they're promoted from C CFO to CEO and all going to work with them on their speaking and talking to the media and dress and motivating and talking to the analysts and all of that. And then we have another coach, another audience, which is the entrepreneur audience that we have a coaching program for them. So, and because there are so many coaches on, on LinkedIn, how do we post and do we, what, what, how do we make that bridge to business? as well so that people kind of understand what we do without say I'm with you I've never made a cold call in my life I wouldn't even know how and so but I do see the advantage of people getting some good business I like giving people when I speak or anywhere I want them to have content that they can walk away with and do something with and I, I feel like that about my LinkedIn although I haven't done that many posts but I'd love your advice on it yeah so I always tell people like LinkedIn for me is like an extension of my landing page or website you don't just want them to stay on the platform. You want to reach them, right? So your videos, your, your, your emotional kind of posts should build that connection. The educational posts should show them that you know what the heck you're talking about. Um, but really with like certain pieces of content and the way you optimize your profile, you want to pull them off of the platform and you just have to build that trust with them because LinkedIn's one of the main drivers to other websites and blogs. So if you're not leveraging it for more traffic to your website or building your list, it's like you're missing out on this huge opportunity to do so. Uh, I, I don't keep them on there. I tell them, Hey, if you want to learn more about me, if you want to join my private community, like we lead them off. I see. So you take them to your website so they can sign up for something from you. Yes. That they don't, so that they we don't pay for and they get they get to come in and exactly and you'll give them content and that way you are building which we hear so much about email strategy. So that's one of the ways that you're doing it, getting them yes following you on LinkedIn, but pulling them into your your community, if you will, on your website in growth areas so that you can supply them with some very good content, and then that way they get to know you and about your business. Is that what you're, is that what you're, I think that's what you're saying to us. Yes, yes, and, and the way that even your LinkedIn profile is set up, there's a featured section, and if you put in the first, uh, there's like different boxes in the featured section, but the first box many times is to a different place. And that's just that's just a behavior on LinkedIn. Like if someone wants to learn about you based on your profile and it's really speaking to them, they're gonna wanna go to your website. They like to research, they like to go to your blog and stuff like that. So you wanna put that as an outbound to your website or landing page, but also like the digital kind of real estate that you have above your profile photo, you want people to know where they need to go next because 
again, think about creating the best experience for them. If I have to think about where I need to reach you, how I can reach you, you're, you're just making it harder for me to work with you. Got it. Got it. And then one other question, and then I want to turn it over. More video versus uh, written content, uh, which do you prefer? Do you divide it up? How does that work for you? Great, great question. So the written content every single time will will drive more brand awareness. It'll get more engagement. It'll get more uh, views, like based on numbers. But when it comes to inbound, you know, demand gen, when you're attracting, like attraction marketing, your highest quality clients, you know, referring business partners, things like that, video every single time. So you need both. The length of video, video. How long? How long are your videos? Um, like a minute or two, really. For me, I don't like to put time limits. I just, whatever authentically kind of feels right. Um, always keep in mind, though, you don't want to waste anybody's time. You don't want to say in one minute what you could have said in 20 seconds. <laughs> Got it. That's good advice for all of us all the time, by the way, not just on our LinkedIn videos. Um, uh, that's a great advice. And then LinkedIn Live versus versus our videos that are taped ahead of time. Yeah, that's a great question. So the videos taped ahead of time could be, again, more for a little bit of, um, they're going to stay on there. The lives are only for your prospects. So when uh -huh. you're doing a lot of your live streaming, I highly, you know, I tell people, members of Growth Academy to only like when you're curating topics and things like that, when you're curating guests, you only want to attract your prospects. Got it. That's that's really good information. Uh, I'm going to at, turn it over right now to anyone on the stage, any of the mods who have a question. This is your time. Please ask it of Shanae. We we're so we're, this is just I'm, I've been taking notes myself even while interviewing you, which is really rare, Shanae. But you always say so many good things that I just I love that. So thank you. Uh, anybody here have a question for Shanae? Because I have a couple others. If you do not, but if this if you do, this is the time. Jude, I also want to, uh, you know, Courtney, I met Courtney through LinkedIn uh, in my early days on there, you know, when I first started and she actually became the co-founder of two businesses with me. That's just one example of what can happen with a LinkedIn connection. So Courtney, I don't know if you want to just share that a little bit. Yeah, I brought her up and I made her a mod. So Courtney, <laughs> great to see Hi, you. Hi, Jude. With us today. Thanks for being here. Hi, Jude. So the funny part is um, Shanae and I are definitely opposites. So um, in some <laughs> ways, um, you know, Shanae is always the face. So it's it's really funny when she introduces me. So yes. So I did met, meet Shanae on um, LinkedIn. And what I will say is if I didn't get over reaching out to people, uh, like, and I don't want to say authentically, Lord in heaven, I know we're all so tired of that word but just reach out <laughs> genuinely, right? So yeah. I watched her video and I said something about her video and why did it matter to me, right? Why did it resonate to me? And so when I tell people, you know, go ahead and reach out, really think about that. Look at people's profiles, you know, and really just try to get to know people and then you never know what could happen. And I think that was like the power. And then we're losing you. I don't know if anyone else is. Are you there? 
Oh yeah, it was just somebody was playing music by accident. I think oh, okay, okay, got okay, okay. But great. all I'm doing is encouraging people just to reach out on LinkedIn, but reach out genuinely. Think about something. How do you do um, that? I mean, I've heard people say before, you know, if you see yeah. some someone there you'd like to connect with, what would be the verbiage for that? I mean, can you lay it out? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, mine is actually, so I'm usually a little jokester or something. So um, if I were to, you know, just even look at my own profile, you can see that I've been in healthcare for a really long time. So what I would do is say, you know, hey, you know, my name is, you know, Courtney Herring. I see that you know, you are interested in, I'll just say like IT and you've done a lot of, you know, different things, I would say with IBM. I am also interested in that. Um, maybe how would you feel maybe having a virtual coffee or just even just saying that, like, I appreciate what you're posting or everything that you're doing is really resonating with me through like the history that you might have that's on your profile. People just want to know that you're paying attention and you're really thinking and looking at what have they done, right? Because it's already up there, you know, instead of the selling. And I'll tell you this, um, one of our first hospital contracts, he contacted me and it was funny. And he's like, do you build Medicare? And I'm like, well, of course they build Medicare, right? We're like a medical billing company. And it was funny. And we just started, um, you know, that was his first Thing that he said to me. And at first you'd think it's weird, but honestly, he was just talking to me as he knew me for years. Does that make sense? He didn't like go into all of this. Then I found out he was the CEO of a hospital and, you know, then it kind of went on to there. He was looking for a biller, but it's just little stuff like that, you know, that is key. Just talk to people like you would if you went into a party. Right. Hello. Yeah, that that That's makes all. really good sense. And no one's ever spelled that out. So I'm really I'm really glad that you did. And, and our, I want to just make one comment about the partnership that I thought was so wise. I, I hope everyone picked up on that. She said we are so opposite. Did you see that and hear that? I thought that was a great a really great tip for anyone or strategy who for especially entrepreneurs when we're hiring people directly to work with us. Too many people want to clone themselves. And, and I like the idea that, yes, you know, values, I'm sure, and skills that's maybe similar. But the, but the, you know, that can build your partnership, but not looking for a clone of yourself. I thought that that made for a very good partnership for you too. So that was an interesting. Uh, I'm glad you dropped that for us. Great. And before we wrap up, because we are we are closing out here very shortly, I do want to go back to Shanae and talk about a couple of things. We know that you have the the, the healthcare business, the medical building building and branding. And, and then you have the, the Global Academy, your Growth Academy. You want to talk about your Growth Academy, Shanae, before we have to say goodbye to you today? Yeah, I'd love to, June. So Growth Academy really happened, um, you know, prior to the pandemic, we had the agency, and part of it is billing. The other part of it was healthcare marketing, right? And we would position, like, bigger CEOs, CFOs, you know, as thought leaders on LinkedIn, but I didn't serve individual, like solopreneurs, entrepreneurs. And when the pandemic hit, they started to panic because they didn't have an online presence. And they started to reach out to me because I already had several hundred thousand followers on LinkedIn. So that's when I told Corny, like something has to happen. We have to help individuals like be able to grow on LinkedIn and elsewhere. And that's how Growth Academy was born, really out of demand. And, you know, now we're in over four, we have members in over 42 countries around the world. 
Wow, congratulations. And that was all pretty swift. Um, how you yeah, so, let, uh, it'll be uh, 12 months soon. You know, it, 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 just as we close out here, what do you think the key to that success that you had obviously prior to, but the success that you've had once you made that mindset about I'm not going to work for someone else, I'm going to oh, do this myself, and then you and Court, Courtney get together. One of my assistants is named Courtney, so if I call you Court, that's why I court. Uh, it's Courtney. It's so when you and Courtney got together, uh, what do you attribute that, that stellar success to? You know, um, I'm just relentless. To be honest, like if you get to know me. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five. Five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. I'm just absolutely relentless. I, in the beginning, it was just really attributed to being sick and tired of living in poverty and not being able to provide for my daughter the way that I wanted to. And then as you grow, you know, once you have security and all of that, then it's like, wow, now I have a team and I want the same thing for them. And the more we grow, the more that they'll be able to provide for their families, the more people we reach, the more people we inspire. And it really becomes a lot less about you and more about serving others. But in the beginning, it was just about me being relentless. And I, I wanted to change my situation. I love that, Shanae. And there's a book, by the way, if you haven't read it, one of my clients gave to me. It's called Relentless. I think it's Tim Grover. So if I love it. Yeah, you have that book. And also, we have some commonality. My, home is a, my husband is an infectious disease doctor. I love the water. I read that about you. And so when I get to Florida next time, my, my little mother used to live there. And so when I get to Florida next time, I'm going to come in and let you know I'm there and maybe we'll meet yeah. in real time, real life. I would just absolutely love oh, that. Oh, 100%. And I, I would love that. I would love it. Like a, a nice lunch by the water or something. I'd love to invite you. Just let me I'll, know when, when you're in there. Florida. I'll be there. Well, you know, we were supposed to come in, in uh, August, but then, of course, you know, when COVID decided to raise its ugly head back up again, we didn't come. So, um, but I will. And I, I just, as we start to close out here, is there is there a last thought that you'd like to share with us before we say thank you and great to have you and Courtney here with us today and everyone who's joined us listening and the mods on stage and everyone. Is there a last thought, Shanae? Yeah, sure. I mean, I would just advise everyone in the room that you just need to focus on people. You know, when you focus on people and you really help people change their lives, like the possibilities are endless. And, um, you know, you're just one person away from absolutely getting your next opportunity. So just get out there, use your voice. I'm an introvert, a lot of people don't think that, but I am. And you just have to be, you have to show up. Well, and you show up and I'm glad you showed up here today. And anyone, if you, you know, add to, add to Shanae's ongoing growing followers on LinkedIn, but also look at her LinkedIn and see what she's doing. You're going to learn a lot just looking at her LinkedIn and how she, she positions her profile, her picture, all of the above, her congruency, uh, commitment to it. Shanae, thank you so much. This has been, she's on the phone, but it's a great time to be with her. Uh, she's off the phone and I know you're a mom and you, Courtney, are too. So you're busy women and yet you're making it happen all the time. So thank you so much. Uh, great, great to be with you and great that you were here. 
Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.